what's good, everybody? Welcome into a very special throwback edition of the Real Talk Gaming and Sports Podcast. As always, I am your host, Chuck, and just tonight is is Chute. What's up, Chute? It's a one night. It's a one night throwback. Now you know. Obviously, we love Blake, but he is uh, otherwise occupied with his real world job. So you just got the two of us tonight, and we're gonna kick it old school like we did like we did last year. That's right. If you ever see the flag in the back, it says Real Talk with Chute and Chuck from about a year and a half ago when this podcast started it was just me and shoot so we have since upgraded and of course brought our other brother into the fold but you know real life gets in the way sometimes exactly right they're crushing it and we hope he his conference is going well but the show must go on especially with this crazy week that we had shoot oh man i'm telling you man it's been like the hits just keep coming you know what i'm saying it's like one after another after another like I don't know what else can happen that really, uh, you know, would surprise me at this point. Yeah, I don't. I mean, well, I don't know. There's probably a couple things that could be. Yeah, you're. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the end of the day, though, yeah, I agree with you. Like, it has been a absolutely wild, not even really two days, because technically the new league year started yesterday. Mm-hmm. So all the tampering and stuff was unofficial until yesterday. Right, right. So now, now that the doors are officially open, I mean, we still have a lot of things that can still go on so uh, for sure but we got to talk about what did go on yes just because some of it was just monumental so of course as we always do we're starting with the redskins mm-hmm. and i could not even be happier because you know we're just nostradamus up in here predicting the future with our boy landon collin collins putting pen to paper this afternoon no you're exactly right man like uh most people you know, I guess we're saying that he was gonna that it was a possibility, but man, we definitely mm-hmm. called it, bro. We we talked about it. We have the you could go back and check the footage, folks. We've got it. Well, um, what's crazy is that literally Doug Williams said today he was our number one target, and we said that should be their number, number one target. target. Yeah. yeah, not just that they should go out and sign him, but that he should be priority, and he was. So, you know, when that news broke. I was ecstatic for many reasons other than just the obvious of getting a great player, but I think we got a great person, which is huge. Yeah. Um, obviously, the Alabama ties are awesome, and as much as I love that as an Alabama fan, at the end of the day, I don't really think they care as far as a coaching staff and an organization that they all went to college together. They could play you know, anywhere as long right. as they play well, but it's still a pretty cool little thing, but most importantly, the person that Landon Collins is is someone that I think can finally finally fill the void of Sean Taylor. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you know, and I, I, I really had a lot of hope for ha ha Clinton Dix coming in. Um, but you know, he came in mid season and mm. you know, he, I mean, I'm not saying he did a bad job for us. Um, he, he just, he wasn't as impactful as I thought he was going to be. And he wasn't the huge team leader that I thought he was going to be. Um, and I really do think Landon Collins is going to be that guy. I mean, everything I've seen from him so far, just, just in his interactions with the, uh, the organization, you know, with his announcement and all that. Mm-hmm. I've been blown away, man, honestly. Like, this guy seems like he definitely wants to be here, and oh, yeah. he definitely wants to make a difference, and I'm all for that, man. Oh, no doubt. He said that, I mean, obviously he's a crier. Yeah. He said today in his press conference, which was by far the best press conference that I've probably ever witnessed as a Redskins fan, um, just because of – everything that went down in it. And if you haven't seen some of the clips, I highly suggest you go back. Yeah. Specifically when he talks about the moment when Dan Snyder gave him an autographed game worn Sean Taylor Jersey and how he couldn't even like move. He was literally like paralyzed with shock. How 
you know, emotional he was. But he said, too, when his agent called him and was like, yo, do you want to play for the Redskins? Is that something you'd want to do? And he's like, man, don't play with me like that. And he said his agent said, all right, hold up. I'll call you back. And then just hung up the phone. Yeah. And then, you know, he called him back and was like, yo, this is the money. This is what we're going to do. This is where you're going to go. He said he was driving and just started crying. Like bawling, crying. Damn, dream I got through. goosebumps, man. Like literally. And so when you think, when you put all those things together, and to be fair, Haha and DJ Swearinger both big yes, yes. fans, both use him as an influence. But it's something that I address in my Chalk Talk this week is how the personalities weren't what needs to be in order to take those shoes over. Because you need to be the player and you need to be the person and nothing against either of those two guys. Their personalities are not what Sean Taylor was, but I think Landon Collins can be that person. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, I feel like I agree with you. I think Sean Taylor is more subdued than DJ. I mean, and again, I love DJ man. And I'm really sad that he's gone. Honestly, like I love that guy. And I thought he was a perfect, he would have been a perfect combo to play off of the Landon Collins, who is the more Sean Taylor esque attitude, Mm -hmm. you know, but I, I love DJ and the way that he would fire up that defense, man. I'm going to miss him, but, you know. Yeah, yeah, and I do too. And all credit to him, he is in Pro Bowl safety. But at the same time, you can't be talking to the media the way he talks. Yeah, and I, I don't agree. think that's ever going to be an issue with Landon Collins. Oh, no doubt. I don't no think I've ever heard him say anything. Yeah, nor was it ever an issue with Sean Taylor. And that's where yep. the line of demarcation is. is like you can be the same type of player, but you got to be the same type of person. And that's why I think he could be the one to, you know, break the jinx that we've had in that position for the last 10 years since his passing. But no, I agree that like, they're both very physical safeties who play up in the box and hit you hard. And that's what Sean was known for. But DJ often struggled in coverage and that's where Landon is going to do a better job at. Oh yeah, I agree. It's also why I wish we would have kept Ha Ha Clinton Dix because he's more of a free roaming, you know, center fielder safety, but you know, that didn't work out. And, We'll discuss who we think might come in in a little bit. But ultimately, Landon Collins is great for the franchise, for the player that you got, the person that he is, and for the money that they spent. Because you got to give it up, man. Eric Schaefer, the uh, the cap wizard, whatever they – I don't know what his <laughs> official title is, but he's out there. He's writing these contracts with a wand because it's seriously incredible to be able to get a player of that caliber and have it be a $4 million cap hit. Yeah, I mean – Right here, we're looking at the the uh, the details of the contract, and I mean, guys, this guy is legitimately a wizard. I don't know how he did it. Like, I'm looking at these numbers, and I don't really understand what any of this means anyway. But the fact that we're only taking a hit of four million on the cap, and we're still paying this dude this much money, forty four million guaranteed. Yeah. So when you look at it, the most important things to see is the cap hit in year one. And then obviously it escalates drastically next year as mm-hmm, it should, mm-hmm. but we'll have a better cap situation next year. So that's why it's like that. But the most, the other big takeaway is the out after three years is that really after three years, if we feel like we're not getting the value out of the contract, you can do that and only take a $6 million cap hit. That's huge. Cause usually when you have to get out of a contract, you get penalized. I mean, look at right. the Steelers who are taking on $21 million in cap simply not to have Antonio Brown on their team. That's <laughs> so brutal, man. So, this dude, I mean, they better hold on to him with <laughs> the grips of death because he is the best contract negotiator I've ever seen. Whatever they're paying him, it's not enough. But the good thing is, is that I don't think it's going to be an issue as far as that three-year out. I think he's here for six years. We'll retire in a Redskins uniform, and that's something to be real excited about. 
Yeah, I mean, that's, that's really what I, you know, after that presser today, dude, you know, and hearing that story about Sean Taylor, that's kind of what I envisioned mm-hmm. as well. And I really hope so, man. I really hope so. The guy seems like he's going to be a transformative effect in that whole locker room, yeah. in that whole organization. And, uh, and cor- yeah. Well, in course, in true Redskins fashion, you know, there's still going to be some type of controversy around something. And so the next thing we got to worry about is number gate as far as what he's going to wear. Yeah. But, um, he did say today that, you know, he would feel humbled and honored to put on 21 as a Redskin, but also understands that there's a lot of divide in that. And yeah. that ultimately it comes down to the Taylor family and what they say. Um, I mean, as a fan, I have a hard time just immediately saying, yeah, okay, go ahead, wear 21. But at the end of the day, if the Taylors say it's okay, I guess you can't really be mad about it. No, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like I still would be kind of upset because <laughs> – you know, I I get it. Like, but my thing is that it's it's not just. I mean, obviously the family has a lot to do with that, but that's also our thing too. Like, no, yeah, as, as a fan, like we put so much into this, and we revere that number for Sean Taylor mm-hmm. so much that it would almost be upsetting to most people to see that. I think. I mean, really. Yeah, and I think so too. And it's just the the other the counter argument to that though is like. One, he can't wear 26 because AP's coming back, which we're going to talk about right. right after we finish this. So that was his number in college, which was also paying honor to Sean Taylor Yeah, because um, he wore 26 at Miami. I don't really want to see him in 36 because, I mean, unfortunately, DJ kind of tainted that number a yeah. little bit. Yeah. And it's, it's hard to say that as a diehard Redskins fan, if you have a guy – who's in the back where 21 just laying the wood on people that that wouldn't be kind of tight to see. Yeah. And it might be kind of healing as well. You know, like that might be something that we need. I don't know. I mean, I really don't know where I stand. Yeah, I'm on, I I, I could go back and forth either way. That's a good point. That's a good point. They haven't retired the number yet. So, so if it's not retired, there has to be a conversation, but that's a conversation between the Taylor family and what they decide to do. I think he ends up in 36, but you know, whatever he wears, I could care less. I mean, yeah. he can wear you know, double zero back there for all I care. <laughs> he can wear the X from uh, Longest Yard. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, like I was saying, as far as the number 26 goes, that number is occupied because our man AD is all the way back for two more years, and I'm pretty excited about that one, too. That's another big move we've made this free agency, and I was hyped to see that. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm stoked. Like, you know, I, I didn't know what we were going to get out of AP when we first signed him. I, I expected him to come in and do well. I did not expect him to run for a thousand yards. Um, yeah, no, there's no way. But the fact that he has, I was like, we got to hold on to this guy, man. Not just because he, again, another great character guy within that locker room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he can mentor the up and coming guys, and that is what I'm most most interested in. In that, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean. The fact that he rushed for a thousand yards and he had a couple games last year where he literally had like 20 yards. Oh, so yeah. That shows you he was balling when he could. And he did that with an absolutely decimated offensive line. Yeah, so, he was carrying us in those games where he went off, dude, honestly. Yeah, if you, if you get healthy up front and he's fresher with guys, I think that's deadly. But I think really more it's the, it's the locker room aspect of it, mm-hmm. the um, mentorship aspect of it. And Darius Geis himself said, like, he's going to make me a better pro by being around. So I'm no. Yeah. Sure that. Yeah. I mean, you can see these tweets right here from, from the man himself. 
He says, getting AP back and having CT is huge for my development as a pro in every mm-hmm. aspect. So then some fan asked, as far as X's and O's go, you know, what can AP help you with? He said, he can help me build fundamentals before the snap, how he reads the defense, his blocking, how he breaks down film, how he studies film, mm-hmm. when he works out, what he does what he does consistently, his meal plan, and one of the most important ones, recovery from an ACL. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not just – yeah, that's not just a physical injury to come back from. That's very mental. Especially for a running back when you get those hits. And, you know, he AP was the league rushing leader after his ACL. So yeah, yeah. That, that can mean a lot of things. Plus, again, another very team-friendly contract. You know, not a very big cap hit. And there's outs and incentives. You know, he makes more money if he plays more. So a lot of it is an insurance policy on guys because no one really knows how recovered he is. So you got a guy in a Hall of Famer who's there to help when needed. And mm-hmm. I think he now understands, look, I got a thousand yard season underneath my belt at 33, but it was hard. You know, I was injured the whole season and I could still bust 90 yard rushing, you know, touchdowns if I'm fresh. And that's where he sees the value coming back with the Redskins, plus his boy Trent's here. So yeah. he wants to retire in this jersey. And, you know, as he said himself, I'm about to show this clip here, as he said himself, you know, he does want to be here. And he, th- he that's not just lip service. He thinks that we're, we're they're poised to do something special. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, he does. I mean, does. And that's, his, that's his words, not mine. You know, you can go ahead and listen for yourself. We are um, headed in the right direction. Um, you know, I love the attitude of, of the team and how we was able to overcome adversity. Um, and like I say, the, the, the future is bright for us. Future is bright we for are, us, man. Uh, that's that's what that's what AP thinks about the Redskins. Mm-hmm. And that's and what you he want to hear. Options. He had options, dude. He could have gone to other teams that were maybe even more of a contender. For so sure. To stick around shows that he truly believes in it. But I do 100% agree that this was a character hire, not so much a player hire. But he still... He still got some in the tank, so it's exciting. Yep. But people who aren't back for the Redskins, you know, it's it's that t- it is business, and it's tough mm-hmm. to see some players that you like and you've watched over the last five, four or five years ago. But you know, Jameson Crowder and Preston Smith both got the money that they rightfully deserve. Yeah, I agree with that. Get, we're given the opportunity to get on the free agent market where you can get overpaid a little bit and, you know, good for them. You know, I feel like there's situations when you lose players and it's tough, obviously we don't want to see that. But at the end of the day, like there was no way the Redskins were going to be able to pay Preston Smith $13 million a year. No, nor, nor do I think they should have. I mean, you know, again, he's, he's a good player again, but he's not that good. So let him go get his money. Yeah. Go. I'm not going to be surprised if he turns into a 12 sack person. next season. Yeah. Me neither. It is what it is, but. You know, same thing when D-Jax and Pierre left. Like, if you can go get a better contract than what we can bring you back for, then, you know, that that, that is what it is. But I, I did see Preston Smith said something about, like, you know, they loved me when I was there and then they hated me when I left. So, like, he might be a little upset about his departure. But at the end of the day, man, you just got to just gotta move forward. And, um, you know, at the receiver position, Trey Quinn and Cam Sims mm-hmm. both – poised to move up the depth chart so i'm not really all that worried about it plus i do think we're going to draft a receiver and an edge rusher in this draft so yep. i think we'll be okay i would like to see them add someone at both of those positions this offseason before the draft though um how they address that i don't know there's a lot of rumors out there 
as far as that goes. And and it's impossible to tell where, what to think right now. I mean, yeah, no, J.P. Finley literally set Redskins Twitter on fire today, so good job there, buddy. So, so we're going to try one more time to predict the future here on the road. Getting our Magic 8 podcast. balls out. Here we go. <laughs> so I am, you know, in book seven of Harry Potter. I got the magic flowing through me right oh, now. Oh, respect, so bro. I got to hopefully channel that, and maybe we could predict something. But to answer the question that was brought to us earlier, do I think they're going to make a run at A.J. Green? I kind of do. Yeah, I think so. Um, I, You know, J.P. Finley sent out a tweet saying the Redskins want to make another big splash at the receiver position through a trade. And thinking realistically at all the big body receivers, because that was the other caveat. Yep. Um, who would be someone that would be willing to be traded? I would think A.J. is somebody that would be kind of be easily separated from his current team. You know, he's older, coming off injury, and the Bengals are kind of rebuilding with the new head coach. So he's got ties with Gruden, mm-hmm. and I still think he's a baller. It just comes down to price, as it always does. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, it it always does come down to price. Like, what what is going to be the number that brings him here, and what are we going to have to give up or, or anything? I, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Is he is he worth, you know, what – I would suspect he's going to draw. I don't know. You know, I've seen some crazy ideas where people are like way under and then way over. Yeah. I, I saw one guy was like a third, a fifth, Matt Ioannidis and another player. I'm like, yo, bro. Whoa, Whoa don't give him any ideas, dude. <laughs> but I would say a third rounder and like a seventh, maybe. Cause you know, we got two third round picks. Yeah. Um, that would be, I wouldn't mind giving realistic. up one. Yeah. But you know, the other names floated out there. Um, Mike Evans, another big body receiver with a huge contract and a kind of a rebuilding team there in Tampa. And Bruce Allen has Tampa ties. So yeah. Maybe I just don't see them. But then again, I never thought I'd see a day where Odell was traded, which we're going to talk about too. So yeah, I mean, you know, you never know. Um, obviously Julio would be an amazing addition with the Alabama connection and the emergence of Calvin Ridley. And again, another semi rebuilding Falcons team I could see Mm -hmm. them trying to offload that contract but at the end of the day I I just don't see either of those two guys leaving their teams but I could see a situation where AJ Green leaves and that's one that I would be very interested in seeing as long as we don't go out and do something crazy and give like a ridiculously good draft pick for him yeah yeah I mean and you're not wrong uh I mean and you're not you know the only one that thinks that according to your poll on Twitter which uh it's got 142 votes, man. You you got the juice nice. when it comes to the polls, bro. I got the, I got the poll juice. Yeah, dude. Oh, that's uh, that's yeah, let's again. let's not say that one again. <laughs> um, but yeah, you asked if if Redskin fans want AJ Green, and 80% said yes, 20% said no. And in the comments, you know, you got a couple of good comments down there talking yeah. about uh, why not. Points. But yeah, all yeah. valid points. And again, that's kind of why I'm wary own. about what yeah. they're gonna do to get them if they do. But but that's how you get a guy like that. You know, 31 years old off of an injury. You know, that's kind of where you stand. And, you know, it's kind of what Eric Berry is going through right now. He's a 30-year-old safety coming off an injury. That's why he was released. You know, that's kind of where the NFL goes. But do I still think A.J. Green brings a tremendous upside and value to any team he's on? Absolutely. Dude still dominates in fantasy every year with Andy Dalton. Yeah, right. So, although not very good Bengals team. So, I think, yeah. I would definitely take him, but I think receivers definitely in play at 15. 
Um, I think edge rushers in play at 15, but, uh, you know, do they make the trade? Eh, maybe not. Would I like to see something? Yeah. Cause it's fun to watch. Yeah, I, I agree. And it's, you know, the this is the best part of being a Redskin fan. Cause you never know yeah. what's going to happen. You know, it's all the bad things about Dan Snyder, the guy at least makes the off season exciting with his yeah, way he throws just, money I, around. I did see an interesting tweet today too, that it was like, you know, do we think that maybe the Redskins organization has kind of finally come around after this crazy fire Bruce Allen movement? I was on Twitter and all the backlash that they've gotten to where they're finally like, okay, we need to start doing things better. And they did the classy move with the jersey for Landon Collins and yeah. we're making some smart decisions and maybe returning a quarter. I don't know. I think Doug Williams is a big part of that piece. And the more responsibility he gets, the better things are going to be. I agree. But, um, as we said last week and in our chalk talk last week too, like I would still love to see the Redskins trade for Rosen. That's what I think. Cause I, I watched Kyler Murray's pro day um, on NFL network just cause I was bored at work. And of course I didn't cause what else would I do? <laughs> um, but I watched his pro day and have listened to everything that anyone's saying. And it seems pretty, pretty realistic and almost a hundred percent solidified. The Cardinals are going to draft him number one overall. So yeah, it's I becoming think, increasingly clear. I do think he's on the chopping block and I think it could come down to us and the giants and who gets him. So. Yeah. I mean, I know the giants are, are probably making a move for him. I've, I've also heard them going after that other quarterback uh, in the draft. I can't remember his name. It's like a Daniel basic. Jones. Yeah. Daniel yeah. Jones, the most basic name ever. <laughs> yeah. Um, Literally. But, uh, yeah, so, you know, I don't know. I really do hope that they go after him. I've been commenting on all their posts recently. Like, excellent move. Now go get Josh Rosen. So, I like, I like that. That was funny. Hopefully that they're listening. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. But I think it'd be interesting, and I do think quarterback is still a move we will yet to see this offseason. I think they're going <coughs> to do it. But as we touched on before, I mean, as much as we love the, the moves the Redskins made because they were good ones. The biggest move of the offseason, 100%, was OBJ to the Browns. And I hate B-Dog isn't here tonight for I know. his initial reaction on it. So we'll definitely have to circle, circle back, back yeah. next week. But, uh, wow. That's really all I can say. <laughs> like, you know, we heard, you know, B-Dog was, again, ahead of this one. He said that he was hearing, you know, he was he was hearing that they were going to go after him. Um, And I, you know, I speculated, man, that would be crazy. You know, I don't think mm-hmm. that would happen. But. Man, when it happened, I was literally, I was shocked. I, like, mouth open, like, oh, my God, I can't believe that just happened. Well, I think the whole football world was shocked, and especially because yeah. Dave Gettleman kept telling all uh, Giants fans, like, we're never going to trade Odell, blah, 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 blah. We didn't sign him to trade him. Ah, well, you did sign him to trade him. And to be fair, like, uh, I think it was probably ultimately in the end the right move, like, you have a massive contract and a player that doesn't even want to be there who bashes your quarterback on, you know, national TV. Yeah. It's probably time to move on. Uh, but yeah, uh, it can be tough to be a Redskins fan, but man, it's definitely tough to be a Giants fan. They are really going through it. And I mean, just to give you an example here, uh, this is um, Paul Connor tweeted this out earlier. Uh, text from a Giants fan. He goes through the details. And the dude's like, so we've decided to pay Odell $16 million to play on the Browns, eating $5 million of it this year, and paying Tate about $9 million this year. So we've downgraded our wide receivers and paid a total of $30 million for it. Yeah. Oh, my God. 
Sorry, guys, I have no sympathy. But yeah, it is yeah. quite funny. But damn, dude, you got to feel for those fans, man. I'm sorry, yeah, Giants it's, fans. It's just, it's just so confusing because, yeah, they did just sign Golden Tate to a massive, I mean, well, yeah, relatively massive contract, four-year deal with a lot of fully guaranteed money. And it's like, okay, yeah. so you say you're rebuilding, but then you sign Golden Tate. Like, but, you know, like you make no sense. So yeah, it doesn't make any I, sense. I don't know what they're doing. Um it could be he's a mastermind and kind of doing what like the Raiders did last year, you know, where everyone thought um, Rudin was crazy. And then now it's starting to actually look kind of nice. I hope that's not the case. I hope they're just going to be a dumpster fire. Yeah. Same, <laughs> and, and same. But what we'll the C is, is definitely interesting, but the Raiders um, are adding some nice pieces this off season too. And it should be kind of interesting because AB left the Steelers because he wasn't the number one, you know, showtime guy, right? Right. And Juju Smith-Schuster was there and getting a lot of, you know, receptions and one team MVP and all that stuff. And so AB's like, okay, well, I'll go to the Raiders. They got nobody. Mm -hmm. And then two days later, they signed another premier receiver, Tyrell Williams from the Chargers, who many thought was really the best free agent receiver on the market. So could we see the same exact thing happen again? In Oakland? I, I I wouldn't put it past him, man. I mean, John Gruden, he's I'm I'm telling you, John Gruden's doing something out there, man. Everybody everybody does you know, they're they're questioning his moves. That guy's got a plan. And I really think in three or four years we're gonna be saying, Holy shit, John Gruden yeah. really knew what he was doing. Yeah, it should be interesting what Upbeat, thank drafts. you for that host, man. If they take a if they take a quarterback, that's gonna make things real interesting, especially because like Derek Carr has been like all over their social media, like welcoming yeah. AB, and then it's like, I would be oh. too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and to AB's credit, like since he's gotten to Oakland, other than being late to his first dude, bro, press conference, come on, man, hilarious. Everything else, is but that hey, that traffic out there is nuts. So I guess <laughs> <laughs> traffic. Um, I mean, he seems relatively normal and everything else, like genuinely excited to be there. So he dyed his mustache back. So it's one step at a time. I don't think there's any way that they don't get hard knocks now. Oh yeah, for sure. They're, I mean, come on. HBO is begging them right now. They're probably out front with like signs, like please, please let us do hard knocks. Yeah, the only other team I wish you can go back to the same team two years in a row because the Browns would be awesome because you know Baker, OBJ, Juice. You know, and Joku, this offense that's about to explode like a powder. Yeah. It's going to be quite entertaining. But um, I think they, you know, they did what they had to do. Because a lot of teams, like we talked about before on the previous episodes, like see hard knocks as a burden. So I kind of. Oh, man, it's got to be terrible. Like they're getting in your way while you're trying to prepare. Like, oh, man, it would be so So frustrating. For the Browns, they're like, no, bro. Let us just, let's get right. Because now we got these crazy. Yeah. We've assembled the Avengers. It's time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, really, they are. They really did, kind of. Um, I also saw. They got all the Infinity Stones, bro. The, uh, they're like the the Golden State Warriors of football. <laughs> all the boys getting together and playing. Together. Yeah. You know, I'm telling you, I'm really interested to see how uh, Odell Beckham's like whole demeanor is when he goes mm-hmm. into Cleveland. Like this is going to be a big yeah. test. I think, you know, playing with his best friend from high school is going mm-hmm. to really calm that down or could make it worse i don't know we'll see yeah and well he also has his old receiver coach from lsu oh like, shit yeah i forgot about that yeah yeah so and you know a lot of people don't watch college football or and or pay attention to any team other than it's not their favorite team right yeah. right right 
I went to college in Louisiana, and if anyone knows anything about that state, it's all they care about is LSU. So <laughs> I was unfortunately forced to watch a lot of LSU football in my college days. Shout out Sammy really, Joseph. There really was not many things like those two guys on the same field together. It's, yeah. And they didn't really even have a good quarterback situation either. So with Baker Mayfield and what he can do and the, the creativity he has outside the pocket, mm-hmm. the, the deep throws he could throw, I'm calling him now. He's going to throw for 5,000 yards passing next year. I mean, There's no reason why he shouldn't. I mean, the guy, he's, gonna, yeah, he's just got he's all the tools. What, he's going to do what. Patrick Mahomes did this year. Next yeah, year, I, think I agree. It's just going to blow up. So it's going to be fun to watch for sure. Definitely. But, definitely. You know, and we course. can say we've been like ancillary Browns fans, so we can cheer them on yeah. and not feel like bandwagoners. Yeah, exactly. Like we don't, we've been we're, pulling we're, for the Browns for a while. And I think everyone should. I mean, I agree. Cleveland, you want to see this team come back. Cleveland deserves it, man. Like they really do. Believe land. And, yeah. Maybe one day people will say that about Redskins fans. I doubt it because everyone still hates us. But <laughs> and I don't know why. As a, We're so Cleveland personable. As a city man, like they've suffered, and um, I think it's good for football for the Browns to be good. It I agree. Makes the AFC more interesting. So I agree. When they're not a joke, I mean, you know, when the no. when the when the Steelers actually have to try to exactly. to beat somebody, that is interesting stuff. Because the AFC is good football, man. But there's just not, yeah, there's just not enough teams out there that can do it. And there's B-Dog in the chat. What's up, man? Yeah, I know. He's excited. I know, man. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's good for football for the Browns to be good. So, I hope that they can, they really can turn this thing around. But, um, you know, another team in the AFC that is apparently on the verge of making wakes is the Jets. Um, even though our man, L. Bell, really kind of screwed the pooch. I mean, he's not, yeah, he really did not do a good job on this one. Mm -hmm. I mean, you could look at the details here. Uh, Le'Veon Bell, four-year, 52.5 million deal, has 14 million in year one, 26 in year two. That's 7 million less than the 33 million he was offered over the first two years of the Steelers' five-year. $70 million proposal. The best thing about that contract, too, which a lot of people don't know, is – um, each year, $3 million of his contract is guaranteed at the first day of camp. So, like, yeah. there's, there's no holding out anymore. Like, yeah. The Jets ain't playing that game. They're like, your ass is coming to camp. You're going to be here. We're yeah. not going to get paid. So, they structured it so he can't do that to them. But, um, smart. Whether you look at the numbers of the different offers, whatever it is, like, at the end of the day, there was $14 million more on the table that he will never get back. And, and he's going to a state with much higher taxes. So he's, he's just getting screwed across the board. As our man, Jerry Seinfeld says, you held out for less money. Hold on. I'm playing this clip. You held out for less money. I mean, that's what he did, dude. That is what he did. He held out for less money. I mean, he was talking about getting 18 mil a year, you know, when he was negotiating with the Steelers, and here he is with less money per year. I mean, it's dumbass. It is what it is, but you know, it's a what have you done for me lately league, and he didn't do anything last year. Yeah, <laughs> you don't do anything. Sorry, Charlie, but you know, some other cool signings throughout the league that I want to mention before we transition. 
um, you know, to our gaming and stuff is, you know, the, the Chiefs. I know we got a couple Chiefs viewers of the pod. They've, yep. they've done some things. You know, they added the Honey Badger, which I think is a great signing. I know a lot of people are a little upset. Justin Houston and D Ford and Eric Berry are gone, but you got to get rid of some of the old guys to get the new blood in. And I think they're they're going to make some moves. Um, the Ravens for our man Kane, he's got to be excited at least. Dude, a bit. I mean, yeah, the Ravens, bro. Like, make it wakes. Is a huge signing for the Ravens. I think uh, he is a hard runner, and pairing him with you know what J- Lamar Jackson can do is huge. Ed Reed is probably the the meanest safety in the league. Like, not necessarily. Like the meanest player, like I think he's just probably like literally like a mean person. Like he just seems like he's mad all the time. Yeah, I agree so, with that. So he's got a huge chip on his shoulder, and he's gonna hit you. And it's it's definitely very interesting. So I'm excited to see what the Ravens do. And have to mention my man Kareem Jackson from the Fuma Fuma, baby class 07 with me, hands down the best athlete I've ever saw in person in real life like this dude dominated when we were at Fort Gaining together he was so good that when we had punts kicked off like kicked to us coach Schumann would have to tell him to go run backwards and take a knee because he could just take it for a touchdown every time yeah the offense wasn't getting enough work man there he was like bro we need some film on these yeah, offensive like, guys yeah I mean he had like 209 yard interceptions returns you know played at Alabama you know Nick Saban flew in to Fort Gaining I think he was one. Of, I think he might have been the only Nick Saban Fort Union guy. Honestly, I don't no. Know. Christian Hackenberg. He, he he recruited Christian Hackenberg as well. Yeah, but, but he didn't go there. No, he didn't go there. Yeah, no, yeah, he didn't I go there. He's the only guy from Fort Union to actually play for Saban. So, well, there was a couple, defense, but yeah, walk-ons and but, stuff. Yeah, well, I'm talking about scholarship. Yeah, 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 players, yeah. Know, on defense, which is what Nick Saban runs. So, it's, right, kind of tells you pretty talented. But he signed with the Broncos, so I'm pretty hyped for him. Still chugging along. Making yeah, his money. That's so, right. Still doing it, man. I think the the Texans are actually going to regret that, and I would have loved the the Redskins to be in play for him. We need a corner, or we could possibly need a corner. He would so. be a good one too. Add another Alabama guy. That's right. And uh, one more, one more that we got to mention is uh, my boy from St. Michael's out here in Austin, Texas, Mitch Morse, yes, the sir. former yeah. center of the Chiefs, uh, signed his first free agent contract to the Bills. So. Yeah. Good pickup by the Bills. I mean, he is a solid, solid center. Uh, can do it all. Can pull. Can do all that stuff. So, I'm kind of, I'm kind of upset. I didn't know he was a free agent this year. I, otherwise, I'd have been in his ear and been like, "Yo, uh, you might want to sign with the Redskins, dude." Like, yeah, because we could have moved Brolier to guard. That'd have been nice. Yeah, I mean, we, that's a position to need for sure. Yeah, and the last thing I'll say because you just said that it made me think of another Landon Collins thing. Kind of bring this thing full circle, just because what you said about putting a plug in his ear. I thought this was wild, man. Like, Landon Collins wanted to be a Redskins so bad that he called Dr. James Andrews, you know, when he got, when he knew he wasn't going back to the Giants and was like, yo, tell Dan Snyder to come get me. Dang. Because, you know, James Andrews is, you know, probably the biggest surgeon for all of the NFL, but he is the Redskins team doctor. Right, right. He was like, I even called my doctor and told him to come get me. (laughs) I love it. It's pretty awesome. I love it. Quality player who wants to be here. So I'm excited to see if you want more analysis on Landon Collins and Odell's impact on their new teams, check out my next episode of Chalk Talk. I'm going to go into a little bit more deeper analysis of that i think y'all will like it it's uh it's gonna be a good one so definitely check that out yeah i'll be editing that uh tomorrow it should be up um either tomorrow night or early saturday morning as it usually is uh if you don't know where to find that 
You can pop on over to the old YouTube channel, as you see here, Real Talk Gaming and Sports. Uh, I have it; it's in its own little panel here. I've got the first two episodes up. We'll have the third one up this weekend. And uh, definitely, while you're there, please hit that like and subscribe on our YouTube channel. We're please to make sure that we can keep that side of our content growing for you guys. Because I know Thursday night at seven thirty, as we're experiencing tonight, without one third of our crew, yeah, is not always convenient for everybody. So we do put right. up on there. We are also on Spotify now. Mm-hmm. We're also on iTunes. We're also on vinyl disc. And <laughs> so. Exactly. We're everywhere, man. You can we're find everywhere. us everywhere. We're trying to get on the old broadcast speakers for tornadoes, too. You know, yeah, so that emergency broadcast system is a tough one to break into, man. It's, it's a tough one. But we'll, we'll get, we'll get there. there. No, we'll... In all seriousness, we do appreciate it if you guys would just head on over there, hit that sub button for us while we're there. It's a little bit different type of content because we can edit it and ship is a master of putting in the, the sickest references as you would always expect at Real Talk Gaming. I'm okay. Um, you know, before we go to gaming, as we always do, we have to mention our great and wonderful sponsors. You know it, man. Our boys over at Catch, Fish, and Chill uh, just was talking to the owner the other day. They, uh, again, got some new merch out. They've got the new St. Patty's Day Yo, merch. Shirt so the shirt is sick, man. It's real sick. So, Again, if you're looking for a sweet shirt for St. Patty's Day, go and check them out, catchfishandchill.com. Be sure to use our code REALTALKWCC for 20% off of your purchase. Putting it in the chat for you right now, so you can go ahead and just click on over, check them out, buy a shirt, buy a hat, buy a sticker. You won't regret it. And don't forget, man, St. Patty's, because you got to be wearing green on St. Patty's or you're going to get pinched, so why not wear it? That's true. Catch fish and chill shirt and look fly is all get out while doing it. And people are gonna be like, "Damn, where'd you get that, man? What is that? Yo, that's tight." And you're supporting a great company, so we would growing company. You use our cause. I mean, our code for that. And of course, as I always say, if you are interested in planning a trip, please consider using our travel agent service, Mouse Planner with Jess. Yep. Uh, we are booking some vacations right now for some people, and I can promise you, like. The detail of the itinerary that Jess makes is ridiculous. Like, she will literally break down every single thing that you need to do and do it all for you. Where uh, you need to go, how to you. get there, yeah. Yeah, she will Facebook message you. She will text you however you want to be communicated with. It's super easy, completely free. Like, I cannot stress this enough. Like, it is totally free to you. Like, you can either go to Disney's website or Orlando's website, do all this stuff that can be pretty confusing by yourself. Mm-hmm. Or you just have us do it for you at the same exact price, and you have nothing to worry about. It's legit. You know, I promise you, it's something that you at least want to consider if you're going to plan on going to Disney, Orlando, soon-to-be cruises, and many other type of travel experiences. Heck yeah! I mean, honestly, you know, I can vouch for. I'm not. You know, I haven't used it. Obviously, I don't really go anywhere. But I'm telling you, man, if anybody knows how to do a trip, I went on a visit to uh, Orlando. What is that place down there? Or studios down there? Yeah. We went on a Harry Potter trip, and literally, Jess was like, just give me this amount of money, and I'll do everything else. And she did it. And that was back before she was doing this. So yeah. I can tell you with full certainty, they know what they're doing. Just hit her up. Email right there, Jessica at MouseCoopPlanner.com. Let, uh, you know, let them help you out, dude. If you're planning a trip to Disney, this is the only way to do it. Yes, it definitely is the only way to do it. Like I said, totally free. So my, if it's going to be cost-free, let it be stress-free. There you go. Oh, that's man, that's a good, that is a good tagline, man. I know, bro. We make moves over here. But <laughs> we 
we have to transition to gaming because this is a gaming and sports pod. That's right, baby. Let's, 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 let's start with uh, our favorite thing that we always love to do, shoot and bash EA for a while. Hey, any t- you know this. Any returning people to the pod understand that if we get a chance to bash EA, you better believe we're going to do it. And that's what we're going to do right now because – their game anthem is a raging dumpster fire. Okay, so bad. Dude. It it is not even funny at this point. Um, you know, That's I had so bad a, for the people that bought it. Yeah, I mean, there was a tweet released uh, earlier where they literally had a thing in the game, and it was like, "There's going to be an asset here," but it was yeah, just like temporary a yeah, asset. temporary asset, and it was just like a a little stick sitting in the ground. I've never seen that. Dude. I've literally never seen that. And so the big news with Anthem, though is they had released an update. It somehow changed the way that loot was dropped, and according to everybody that I've seen talking about this, it actually made the game fun. Um, it made the raids worth it. Everybody was getting epic loot, and it was awesome, and, and the entire community was having an awesome time. So, obviously, <laughs> EA cannot allow that to happen, okay? Never. That is not allowed, all right? You, you are not allowed to have fun with an EA game. So, with all the other problems surrounding this game, the devs actually made, made went in and changed this one aspect that actually made the game fun without fixing any of the other things that they've been begging for them to fix. So, as a result, Anthem players on the Anthem subreddit, which I just checked not too long ago, it is surprisingly active for a game that I thought was just, you know, a turd. Dead. Yeah. yeah. It is very well supported by the community, so they called for a general strike over the fact that they changed this this loot thing they gave them, and it was awesome, and then they took it away, and they're not fixing anything else. And uh, I think we're in, like, day one of the strike, so five-day blackout for, for all the people that are actually grinding this game, uh, wow. which, you know, hopefully we'll send a message. I don't know. EA doesn't learn anything ever, so... It's the good old fashioned reverse patch. We're gonna make it worse. Like Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like you you see, and this is what this is why I brought up the Reddit thing. Like, if you're a game developer and you you better be checking your Reddit, first of all. Mm. Like and you see the community actually talking about how awesome this is and enjoying it, and then you go back in and take that away from them, it's not good. Especially when they're not really good at explaining why they do stuff. There's no way a company of EA size doesn't know about the Reddits. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, they've someone, they've got community managers, bro. Yeah, they did. They, that's what I'm saying. Like, they did that and were reading it and then reversed it on purpose. Yep. They're like, oh for shit, spite. people aren't gonna have to grind enough. Yeah, for spite, exactly right. But yeah, I don't know. I'm, I was, as we've talked about a million times, we were hyped for that game, but not shocking at all. It's terrible. I'll wait for being free on yep. PlayStation Plus. Exactly right. But, you know, at least there's some companies that do things right. And, you know, the big release coming down the way is, you know, the Division 2 from Ubisoft. And um, while I, I'm confident that it's going to be done the right way, it's the second one, and they kept working on the Division the first time, and it turned into a great game, I'm, I'm still going to wait, though. Like, yeah. I have to. I mean... <sighs> You know, as much as I want to play this because it's set in DC, mm-hmm. I'm the same way. Like, I don't want it to be another Destiny 2, you know? Like, just a reskin of the old game. Um, yeah. And everything I've read says it's it's most likely not going to be, but at the same time, 
everything I've read says they focused a lot on the end game, so I'm kind of worried that the early game is going to be more grindy than it needs to be. Uh, yeah. You know, but again, I'm if if this game after about a week and a half, two weeks, looks like it's worth my money, I'm definitely buying it because we grinded Division One when that was not fun. Yeah, it was uh, terrible, really. The good thing about Division versus a lot of the other games um, is, you know, it does have a pretty good grouping system and the way you yeah. can work together and the different classes and stuff like that. Like, that was mm-hmm. always pretty solid. But, yeah, it was a lot of rinse, wash, repeat stuff. Yep. So um, I hope that's not the case for this one. But the DC aspect, it that's what's going to make it so hard to pass up for me, like, just the same reason why I love Fallout 3 so much. Yeah. It's like you could be walking down the street and be like, oh, yeah, I've, I've been there. Yeah, I mean, that tell, that tell I'll tell you that Fallout 3, I'm glad you mentioned that because that really, uh, that game, because it was set in D.C., really changed my perspective about those types of games. You know, mm-hmm. like, I, that's that's really what put me in the rabbit hole of the Fallout, like, type game. Like, open oh, world, same, same. survival, yeah. all that stuff. Like, and it was because it was in D.C., so having this be a next gen game in DC where we've, you know, grew up, it's, mm-hmm. it's very hard to pass up. But again, I don't see that. I don't see a situation where I'm not going to buy this unless, you know, after a week it, it is revealed that this is just a completely empty game with nothing to do, you know? Yeah. And from the surface, it does look very reskinish. Like it could fall into the same pitfalls. Of yeah. What Destiny two did. So, we got to be hesitant and just make sure we're, we're good. But, yeah, I fully expect us to get it, to be streaming it, to be to be grinding on it. and uh, So be ready for that. But I just want to be a little hesitant initially. Yeah, you know, again, we'll, we'll see what happens. I'm going to watch people stream it, and I'm going to, you know, stick up with the forums and see what's going on. But uh, if, if it – if it does seem good, then you better believe you're going to see a lot of this stream because this is a game that we love to play. The multiplayer or the, the team co-op aspect of it, we really love this game. So I, I suspect we'll get a lot of time on the on this one if we do buy it. Yeah, the over-the-shoulder shooter is a pretty unique ass, you know, yeah, a cool game. So we'll see. But um, to answer what B Dog is saying is that you know Apex was released around the same time as Anthem. Yeah, I mean I think that had a big impact on anthems issues but it was also because ea is a terrible company yeah but there's some apex news out there right now too Chu. yeah so apex you know okay so this is a great case study actually you have bioware and and uh respawn who are both subsidiaries of ea okay bioware listens sees their fan base having a good time and reverses that shit Okay. Apex, on the other hand, actually is doing a great job of keeping their community alive and working to make sure that, uh, you know, people aren't getting unfair advantage. Mainly, they've banned, to this point, 355,000 people for cheating. And typically, this cheating is aimbotting, which is not surprising. Again, this is all PC because you can't really do that on a... On a uh, console unless you get that sticker for your screen yeah yeah right (laughs) the red dot shot or whatever the hell that was yeah um but yeah so 50 million players again that's that's across all platforms so you got to see it's a it's a much larger percentage of the pc players than what this article makes it seem um Mm -hmm. but it's important that they do this i mean you know you if you have people that are actively cheating especially in those types of numbers you have to make a move as the developer. You have to be 
uh, proactive in, in making sure that that doesn't infect your game because it really can ruin the whole community and kill the game. So yeah. big ups to them. And, and most importantly, their communication of these things to their community has been huge. Okay. In, in the exact opposite of what BioWare is doing, they hear what the fans want and they communicate with them. So for example, one fan uh, or a bunch of people were asking for the ability to jump back in a game if you get disconnected, because I guess that's a problem. Um, you know, you get disconnected from the game and then you're out. So some people were saying, well, if my teammate's still alive, why can't I jump back in? Um, and they basically just came out and said, look, it's, you know, that could be way too easily abused. Uh, and we would rather spend our resources on fixing things that, you know, would make the game better rather than doing a completely new thing. And I mean, yeah. that's, that is how you respond to the community. You tell them exactly why you're not going to do it and, and make it make sense, which it does. So you're like, oh, okay, all right, fair enough. Could be yeah, exploited exactly. and, and you got other things to do. Good enough for me. Yeah. And I mean, it's not like the games last that long. I mean, they can, but 20 minutes, I'd say. Is yeah. 23, out. maybe at, at the outside. At the, yeah, at the most. But it is nice to know that they're monitoring cheaters and that they're going to punish you for doing that. Yeah. Um, Definitely not all companies do that. I mean, that's more of a PC thing, obviously, like you said. But it's still good to know that they're willing to to ban you. You know. Yeah. No. And 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 more importantly, that they actually respect the community. That to me is the biggest part. You know, like uh, the fact that they that they are doing it differently than a, than a, another developer that's literally under the same you know umbrella as them. It's very strange, you know. I w- I don't know why the other developers aren't looking at that and being like, "Damn, okay." Yeah, I don't know. It is. I don't know. I, I I think about that all the time. Like, if you know one company's doing something right, why doesn't everyone else just fall in line and do that? And stubbornness, maybe. I don't know. But there's there's a lot of just weird decisions in the gaming industry that I don't understand, and I don't think anyone's ever gonna understand. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Uh, it's just it it is what it is, man. It is what it is. Yeah. And there's a lot of things in the real world that I don't understand to shoot and mainly, which is probably the biggest uh, story out right now is these people who for some reason thought it'd be a good idea to bribe their children into college. Yeah. Aunt Becky is in trouble, man. Uh, full house actress, Lori Laughlin, Seinfeld's old girlfriend, more importantly, Jerry Seinfeld's ex-girlfriend who taught him how to uh, feel. Um, and Felicity Huffman, who I don't know, but apparently she's from Desperate Housewives. I, I had to look through her IMDb deep to find who the hell she was. Um, but yeah, so she was on Desperate Housewives apparently, and they were arrested for, um, participating in a, in a bribery scam to get their kids into college. Like, you know, I understand you love your kids and you want them to go to the best school, but if you have to bribe to get them in and you're already rich, like maybe college isn't for them. Like, this is what I'm saying. Like, first of all, the amount of money that you paid is well more than what any tuition is going to be. So, like, I know one of them, they bribed the school to give their kids a crew scholarship, even though they never rode in their life. Like, yeah, like, yeah. I don't understand that. Like, you could just pay their tuition. But, yeah, if they if they can't get in and or are like that one girl who was like, I don't even care about school. I'm going to be traveling, doing all these things. Right. I'm an Instagram influencer. Jesus. You know, I'm just here for the parties and like, what what is that what is that doing? I don't understand why you would even put them in school. Like, you know, they're not gonna work. So I yeah, mean, you know they're not gonna go to class. So why would you even waste your money? I don't. Well, I mean, to them, money is no object. Obviously, I mean, 
if you're spending 250 G's in, you know, whatever it is, 550 G's to get your kid in, I mean, like, why not just donate a wing to the school or something, you know? Like, that's that's how they used to do it back in the old days. Yeah, um, like, don't bribe them. Be like, I'll make a donation the size of a donation that's public that you can announce and you can build something with. Exactly. I mean, what's what's craziest about this is just the way that they were doing it, like designating these kids as athletes, even though they weren't athletes, like you just mentioned, um, having people take their SATs for them or, or bribing proctors to change answers and stuff like this thing was very widespread. I even read an article today that Phil Mickelson had worked with these guy. You know, obviously he denies any involvement in this thing, but uh <laughs> It's so just it's always in trouble. <laughs> I know, right? It's just crazy, though. I mean, it, it it is, you know, indicative of the way a lot of these Hollywood people think, like the rules or anything don't apply to them. Like, and yet at the same time, they they want to morally grandstand to us, you know, about whatever the hell they want us to believe. Yeah, like, their, their yeah, whatever their issue is, exactly. Yeah, whatever their issue is, they're trying to promote. They they you know, preach this moral high ground when they're out bribing people to get their dumbass kids into school. But most importantly about this, if those kids don't fail out of the schools that they got bribed into, that to me proves those schools are booty. Like, you got a kid in there who has no business being there and the Mm -hmm. kid doesn't fail out, your school sucks. I'm sorry. I don't know. I completely agree. And I work in higher education and I've worked in admissions previously and, um, you know, I, I know how the admission process works and things like that. And if you can somehow slip them through the cracks, like, and then the faculty doesn't take over at that point and yeah. put them through the, the curriculum that they should go through and they don't fail out, then the whole school's got a problem. Yep. There's a, it's one Especially thing. when we're talking about like Yale and Harvard and all exactly. these things. It's one thing if like you got someone in admissions that's doing something they're not supposed to be doing or in the foundation, you know, taking money for the school and then, you know, pulling at someone's arm saying, hey, make sure this kid gets accepted or whatever. Right. It's a whole other thing when you got everybody involved. So, yeah, if they're not passing their classes and they're still in school or whatever that is, like, that's 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 the, that's the worst part of the story. Yeah. The the and you know what's crazy? I got a little personal aspect to this. They, there's a kid in my class who knows a girl who just got uh, a crew scholarship to USC or, or yeah, USC. And she's never played, never crewed a day in her life, never rode a day in her life. And somehow. How is that possible? Exactly. So it's probably a part of this thing. That's, that's how they were doing it. You know, or it was accepted, you know, to, to do crew. And she had never, and according to my student, had never rode a day in her life. Yeah, that's crazy. It's crazy. It's it's happening, man. So it's not just the, the celebrities. It's anybody who's got money. These these names are just you know the biggest on the list. I'm sure there's a lot more to come. Well, of course, we just don't know who they are. You, you put out an article and says Johnny Smith yeah. his way in school. No one's gonna care. But if exactly. you put an actress who was on Full House, that's that's a story. But that's that clickbait, you know, baby. Too bad for crew. I mean, I know B Dog rode crew, and so did John and a lot of yeah. Shout out Miss Cox. And that's a tough sport. So like. To just be able to say, like, oh, you've never done this before. We're going to put you on the crew team. Like, uh, yeah, like, yeah. that shit like ain't saying, easy. That's like saying go run cross country, but you don't can't even run a mile. Like, dude, crew is hard for sure. So, it's, yeah, it's kind of every like, muscle in your body, bro. Oh, no, you got to be just in ridiculous physical condition to do that. So I would be pissed if I was the athletic department in that regard. So, yeah, it's crazy. But 
We live in a crazy world, so it's not all that surprising. Lifestyles but, of the rich and famous. Part right. one. But, you know, another thing that's popping, of course, because we talk about it. Seems like <laughs> it is the news. I don't, hey, I don't dictate the news. I just report it, bro. And that is the news. And we'll have more news, of course. We'll have to talk about it next week, too, because we'll actually see the yeah. movie. Yeah. But Marvel and... Um, Captain Marvel, that is, did have a big opening. Yeah, it uh, was the sixth biggest. Wow, look at this ad. Holy shit. Sixth biggest uh, worldwide opening ever. Um, so it did 150 plus million here in the United States, which I think they said was the third biggest opening in March in the United States. Uh, and 455 million globally, which is just pretty damn good. You know, I got to assume this movie's uh, budget was over 500 million. I would assume, um, but they're going to easily make that back. Um, and, you know, the main reason that we uh, bring this up again is apparently all the negative, you know, reviews and all that stuff, Disney, you know, paying off Rotten Tomatoes and all this didn't have effect on their money. I mean, they made their money. That's about what I thought it was going to do originally. So, yeah. you know, good for them. Yeah. And then um, I didn't have a coworker who went and saw the movie and I, I told her before she saw it, I was like, look, you know, this is what I've heard about it, that it's going to be a very preachy line. Yeah. Like slap you over the face, like get a message across. And I would love to hear, you know, your perspective on what you think, you know, yeah. take my opinion as like going into a bias, but I just want you to have some pay attention to it. Yeah. 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 And she texted me after she saw it and, she said, yeah, like, there's definitely a hidden agenda. That's what yeah. she described it as, is a hidden agenda. But she didn't feel like it was over the top. It's still strongly recommended the movie. thought it was a really good movie. So. Yeah. That's generally what I've heard. Like, I've heard there's a lot of, you know, oh, look at this cool 90s thing that we're putting in the movie. You know, like, <laughs> I, I've heard there's a lot of that. But, you know, whatever. We'll see it. Hey, stick figure, thank you for that host, man. Yeah, hopefully... We'll have a similar review, but most importantly, like the only reason I'm seeing it in theaters, other than you know, because you're coming into town and give us something to do, because we're old, boring people who don't really do anything fun. So let's go to the movies. Yeah, let's all go to the uh, movies. Let's all go to the movies. But uh, you know, it's all in order to see Endgame, which I do absolutely need to see. Yeah, and actually, you know, uh, I don't know if you saw my text today, but we actually got comments on our YouTube video. Uh, we clipped the, the segment where we were talking about Captain Marvel from the, for the first time. We clipped that. I put it on YouTube. Um, and I've got a guy who keeps coming back. And he's like, oh, have you guys seen it? I want to know if, if I need to see it for Endgame. So that's mainly the main reason we got to go see it is I got to let this this one fan, dude, if you're out there, bro, we got you, man. We we're going to go see it. I'm going to tell you if you need to see it for Endgame. I promise. And this is why we need you guys to go over to our YouTube channel and like and sub on that channel we do respond to the comments oh man we sure. get hype i'm telling you like i mentioned it now we get hype when people engage with our stuff like really yeah even if you know twitter and all that instagram we get hype for that too but uh youtube is out there and you know it, it gives us more content to create if you comment on that yeah particular thing exactly so, but we we do have two trailers to show and we're going to reverse order than what we initially thought, shoot, just because we're, we're talking about Endgame right now. Cause yeah, no, I agree. Just dropped. And, bro, dude, uh, I, my exact tweet was just, bro. <laughs> yeah, Casey, thank you for that lurk, man. No, I agree, dude. I agree. Like, 
first of all, okay, let me let me let me tell you what happened for me. So I'm waking up. I wake up behind Chalk and Blake, um, just because that's my style. Uh, but I'm driving into work and my phone is blowing up with Blake and Chalk talking about the trailer, and I'm like, oh shit, I haven't seen it. But on Thursdays, I have to teach four classes back to back, like, and it's all day. Like I get one break, you know, after the first class, and then lunch. That's it. So. As soon as that break hit, I turned it on and I watched it. And I was like, yo, this is going to be lit. And again, yes. got. I mean, this is the reason we're going to see Cat the Marvel. I mean, this is it. So I'm going to go ahead and play it now so y'all can get If you haven't seen it, if you've been living under a rock for the last 24 hours, prepare yourself because this is sick. It is sick. The music, whoever wrote this this song for Avengers, dude, you're a hero. I was really hoping to pull off one last one. Soundtracks, man. Dude, it's iconic, bro. It's a mixtape made by your favorite directors. None of us can go back. All we can do is our best. And sometimes the best that we can do. Dude, I know. God, I'm so hype. I saw all these people die. I keep telling everybody they should move on. Some do, but not us. Even if there's a small chance, we owe this to everyone who's not in this room to try. We will. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Plasma Ghost, thank you for that follow. Welcome to Real Talk Nation. Oh my god. Oh. What are the white uniforms? I don't know. I don't know. Bro. Bro. I like legitimately I can't I can't I don't know, man. It's hard to really digest everything and to talk about it articulately because it's just gonna be so much process. <laughs> it's already so much to process, and we've only got a two-minute trailer. No, dude, it's gonna be crazy. Oh wait, the best ending. part here is this last part. I forgot that. I forgot that there's a little end part here. Hold on. That's all the end part. Of course, classic Avengers style. Have something at the end of something. I like this one. Uh-oh. Thor's going to get that booty. That Captain Marvel. Maybe. Two immortal people got to. Hey, anything's possible, man. But I will say she was looking pretty good there. Yeah, Brie Larson. Yeah. But 
Yeah, I didn't even see that because, of course, I was dumb and turned it off after I saw the logo. But, yeah. Can um, never do that with Marvel, man. No. No, you definitely can't. But after having recently watched Ant- Ant-Man and Wasp, I'm definitely excited to see what my man Paul Rudd is going to do in that movie for sure. Yeah, I've only seen the first Ant-Man. I haven't seen Ant-Man and Wasp yet. the second one, dude. It's on Netflix. It's okay. a must-watch. It's awesome. Okay. All right. So I, w- I mean, I like the first one, too, but like it wasn't like amazing to me. I mean, it's a yeah. movie, but... The second one is awesome. I loved it, so definitely got to watch it. But okay, yeah, I mean it's it's coming to an end, man. Like I, I feel like the Avengers really kind of uh, changed movies, um, at least in the modern time, just because really everything's a superhero movie now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, really that that they did, and you know, and I remember distinctly when when we when I first saw Iron Man one in the theaters, and at the very end, Tony Stark looks at the camera and he's like, "I am Iron Man." As soon as that drop happened, I was like, this is, this is going to, this is the change. This is the, the, you know, the flip, the switch has been flipped. Like we're about to see a lot more of these movies coming because I mean, they killed it and the way they ended. It was like, I had to see the next one. It was over. And they, I mean, initially it got to a point sometimes where I was like, all right, there's a lot of these, but now that we're coming back down to the end, it makes sense. And you can definitely watch all of them and enjoy all of them. And it's going to be emotional for a lot of people. I'm sure when that comes to an end, but I, I'm sure it's going to be a good ending. I can't imagine that it's not. The question is, I mean, obviously, you know, after Endgame, game mm-hmm. I mean, they, they're not going to be done with superhero movies. Like this is too much of a cash cow. I think like what, but what else can they do? You know, I don't know. I really don't know. We'll have to just see, I guess. Keep beefing up the the X Men story, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I mean, start that and kind of do that the way they did the Avengers, maybe. I don't know. I read the other day that Sony is going to make a couple of uh, you know more Marvel movies. You know, they have the rights to what Spider Man and uh, mm-hmm. uh, Venom and all of that, so they're going to be making some more stuff as well for Can that. Move over to like the Ultimate Alliance, not just Avengers, maybe. Maybe. I, I mean, there, you know, there's tons, I mean, obviously there's tons of material. It's just, I feel like we're getting to the point of oversaturation, you know? Well, it's been like that for forever. Oh, I know. But I mean, now that we've been in that forever. Yeah. It's like, God, can we take I a break? They definitely need to come to an end for end game and like just stop. For a while. Take a break. Maybe, yes. Take a yeah, break. Maybe reboot later. But, you know, if it's not a superhero movie, it's a remake. That's what they <laughs> That's do, baby. They got no original true. ideas out there. No. But at least there's a difference in a remake of just like Point Break, you know, yeah. just remade Point Break, which is a movie that should have never been remade for any reason. When you have Keanu and Patrick and they Dude, crushed it, that's what I'm did. saying. And freaking Gary Busey, but, bro, <laughs> yeah, Busey, <laughs> that's crazy ass. Um, but when you remake a movie like Aladdin or Lion King, like these are remakes in a different version. So I'm okay with that. So I saw the Aladdin trailer. We're going to play it for y'all. And I'm actually pretty hyped about it. Cause I think it looks legit. It's been getting so much heat, so much so, heat, you know, and my man, big Willie, ain't going to do something. Okay. Well, I can't say. Yeah. Let's he, yeah. He did do Wild Wild West. He has had some duds. Well, we acknowledge, duds, but he's not going to do a Disney. He's not going to take on something like a Disney live action and not make sure it's good. Yeah, and, you know, again, to, to put a little context to this, what Chuck is talking about, so they released a, a, a USA Today or some crap magazine like that with 
the three main actors, him and, and the two act, <laughs> two actors on the front, and he was in his like human persona as the genie, and everybody freaked out because he wasn't blue. They're like, the genie's supposed to be blue. This is bullshit. So then they release a picture of him as the genie where he's blue, and everybody memed the hell out of that thing. So, you know, the community or whatever was up in arms about this movie before they dropped the trailer. And, you know, I was I was on the fence when I saw the human picture, obviously, but when I saw him as the genie with all the blue shit on, I was like, yo, this is going to be sick. I'm ready. And then the trailer dropped, and bro. Yeah, and the way they do it between the transition between the two, the yeah. human and, and the blue, and why they have him in a human form, I think it's legit. So let's play it. Yeah, yeah, here we go. Get that full screen effect. Here we go. Another fantastic score, of course. Yeah, and I gotta say, the casting is very well done. Very well done. I can make you rich. Rich enough to impress a princess. Ooh, princess Jasmine is fine. Yeah. There's a cave of wonders. Too Bring far. me the lamp. The monkey too, bro? I mean, it's like too legit, man. I know. Oh, great one who summons me. I stand by my oath. Loyalty to wishes three. I'm kidding. Watch this. Hey, can you make me a prince? There is a lot of gray area in make me a prince. I could just make you a prince. Oh, no. Y'all see my palace? <laughs> you look like a prince on the outside. <laughs> Anything Dude, on the inside. Showtime. No, I'm in charge. Okay, I say when it's time. Really? Bro. I thought a princess could go anywhere. Not this princess. Do you trust me? Like they could not have casted Jasmine better, dude. Honestly. And Aladdin, too, man. I mean, they did a perfect job. Like, perfect. Yeah. The damn tiger looks cool. He's got to be funny, serious, and be able to say it. How many people have that reach? It's true. I'm telling you, man. It's going to be... Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Damn it, I'm trying to get the title here. But yeah, it's going to be freaking ridiculous, bro. Like, seriously. Yeah, so, I mean, like I said, I think Will Smith is going to carry it, of course. Of course. As he should, if you know anything about the true story of Aladdin. Like, the genie really is the the centerpiece of the, the storytelling mm-hmm. aspect of the story. But, um, yeah, it got some unknown actors in there, which was genius as Very far smart. as the... Aladdin and Jasmine parts, and I'm excited to see that for sure. Yeah, I mean, and you know, like you know me specifically, like I, I'm not big into 
you know, musicals at all. And I'm not huge into Disney either. Like I'm, a, you know, I'm a, a casual. I'll fr- freely admit it. Like I'll watch them when I'm in the mood. And this one and Lion King specifically, I really like. You know, I'm not all into the, you know, the princess ones like deep. I'll watch them if I'm if I have to, whatever. But yeah, when I saw this, I was actively excited, man, because yeah, and I know it's gonna have musical numbers and all that, just like the real the other one. But that does that is not a deterrent for me. I'm actually hype about it. Like I'll be sitting in the theater like jamming with them. Like yo, let's go. <laughs> like Billy Madison. When he's <laughs> exactly, the dude. Yeah, I'll be in there with the third graders. I don't care, man. Yeah, dude. We're de- I'm definitely gonna go see it, and uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be lit. I'm pretty excited about it. But yeah. you know, there's a lot of other stuff. Like we said, you know, um, Lion King when that trailer drops, we'll definitely share that with y'all. Because yep. that's the one I'm really really looking forward to. John Favreau. And the cast that he assembled for that one is going to be mm-hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did see today, I forgot, as in today is the 14th of March, yesterday, um, Third Frontier dropped on Netflix. So that is now officially out on Netflix, like we showed on the podcast uh, a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. You can check that out. I'm going to definitely watch that and have a review for you all on that next week. And next week, shoots in town. Yeah, that's right, man. We're going to have to figure out how we're going to do the pod. Um, But we'll figure something out. I'll have my laptop with me, and we'll be able to make it work. So uh, be sure to tune in next week. I know, um, just a little preview, I know I saw a Daniel Green video today where they dropped uh, some screenshots for the sets of the new Witcher show. So we'll definitely try and touch on that next week um, once I have some more information about that. So make sure you tune in. I'm sure there'll be all kinds of crazy sports news and crazy gaming news as per usual. Well, no doubt. There's gonna oh, there's gonna definitely be more sports news in the next couple of days. So please drop us a follow on the RTGS podcast Twitter because I'll keep you up to date with everything that's going on with that. Mm-hmm. Like we've said before, um, check out this week's episode of Chalk Talk. It's gonna be a good one, yep. and watch the other two if you haven't seen them yet. It's a it's a great little addition to what we try to bring for you content wise. Yeah, upbeat. Um, you would you would like them specifically, man. You you would definitely like these uh, Chalk Talk videos. Trust yeah, me. And, uh, the, the editing skills shoot has somehow amassed without any type of formal training. He's just mind blowing to me considering that's what I went to college for and I probably couldn't do what he's doing. So it's, it's, it's super fun to watch, uh, short 10, 15 minute segments. Definitely think you guys would enjoy it, but we do hope you enjoy our podcast and we'll always continue to return back with us. We'll try to come on next Thursday. If not, we of course will definitely be back in two weeks with beyond with the whole crew, with everything rolling. And like I said, thanks for tuning in for this week's episode of the Real Talk Gaming Sports Podcast, guys. We really appreciate it. Yep.